This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 everybody. This is uh, Agency Intelligence, and I am hyped to be here with Miles Merwin. You guys know this cat. Uh, here we've been friends for a while. He's been on here. I don't know. I know he's been on here at least once, maybe two times. Uh, this podcast been jamming on, but he's been part of Agents Influence, right? And and that's that's conversations with Jason Cass. But we brought him in to this for agency intelligence because this is Miles is the real agency intelligence, not the artificial BS that you're told out there in the industry. So we love Miles. Miles, how are you doing, brother? Doing well. Doing great. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. So, Miles, we've been talking about a lot of stuff, and some of the things we were talking about is the changes in the industry and the way things are going. And uh, we decided to hit record here because when Miles and I get going, this was just supposed to be a short conversation. But when Miles and I get rolling, like things go, it's an interesting conversation, and like, dude, straight smart. So, my, I think they already know that about you, Miles. But, but if you don't know. He's he's pretty smart. He's about six six, and we like to call him Ginger because he's got red hair. So now that you've got him permanently etched in your mind, Miles, how are you doing, my friend? I can't complain, Jason. Uh, insurance is insurance is a wonderful business, and you know today I'm I'm actually at the house. I've got a Boston butt on the smoker, and I've run upstairs Ooh. to have this conversation. And as soon as we get done, I got to run down there and te- check the temperature. The old Boston butt. Mm-mm. Yeah. I tell you what, I, I like that. So, what? Why are you home today? I mean, is this uh, this is a day? I know this is towards the end of the year, and you start getting funky around the end of the year planning for 2019. Is this one of those days? I'm not a planning day today. I just I bought the I, I bought the meat over the weekend and never got a chance to do it, and so I figured I'd work from home today. And a part of that is uh, doing some smoking, hanging out with family, and talking to you. Okay, smoking, just the meat. Everybody, the loyal listeners, Miles, a good guy. He's part of the Bible Belt there. He was talking about cooking, not smoking. Miles doesn't smoke cigarettes or the other stuff. I don't think they've, I, they haven't uh, uh, made it illegal yet to smoke the marijuana there in South Carolina, have they? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I don't know if that'll, that's coming our way. We might have to travel <laughs> to get that. <laughs> Not saying Miles or Jason does that. We were just, he mentioned smoking, loyal listeners, and I wanted to be clear. Okay, so uh, clear. Not, not, not mind sm- is going. <laughs> okay, so Miles, we were just talking kind of about an overall thing, and we decided to hit play on this. Uh, this I was just bringing you right into the conversation, loyal listeners, about how Miles, about like, like when does the end, right? Like, like we're still, you're still in your thirties. You're in your mid thirties. What are you, 36, 37? What are you now? Uh, 35, about to be 35. 36. 35. Okay. So you're in your mid thirties. I'm now at 40. 
And it is that time where, you know, you need to start looking to the future, right? You need to start looking and well, we're always looking to the future, but like the end times, right? When are you wanting to retire? What does that look like? I think there's a lot of agency owners today that are stuck in their office miles because they've always had that, well, I just really enjoy my business. You know, I'm going to be here till the end. Is that logical in what you think, Miles? You know, I, I think it just depends on what people's goals are. I mean, everyone's different. You're different. I'm different. They're different. Some mm -hmm. people, their, you know, their goal or their plan was to run an insurance agency until the very end, until they give it to their kids. And that's their goal. And that's, that's great. Now, they would they want to do anything mm -hmm. else. Your goal is to make a certain sum of money and then call it a day and go spend mm -hmm. your time doing other things you're also passionate about. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients the other day just couldn't under, no, it was one of my staff members just couldn't understand why somebody wouldn't be with, no, I wasn't a staff member. It was a, it was a, uh, somebody was interviewing and they just couldn't understand why someone would be willing to settle for making 50 to $60,000 a year. She wanted to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. I said, that's great. But maybe what's more important to that person is that he can go to work eight to five, make some money and go fishing. Maybe that's what's important to him. He just wants to go True. fishing. You know, he could care less about how much he makes as long as he's happy that he can get on that boat. Get on that boat. Um, so it's you know everyone's goals are different. Okay, so what what are you thinking? That's a great question. Uh, it changes for me all the time. Is you know now I have a, a seven year old and almost two year old. And, and then I have a bunch of, you know, a bunch of staff that trusted me and came on board with me and they're running their own books of business, you know? And so if, yeah, I don't want to work until I'm 65, uh, like my parents did, but I also have these people that depend on me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do have kids that may or may want to take over the business at one point. So Jason, I don't know what that looks like. You know, I don't, you know, after age 45, 50 years old, I don't necessarily want to have to worry about the agency all the time. Um, so I don't know what that structurally looks like, what I'll spend my time, you know, the majority of my time doing. I couldn't just sit, at, I couldn't just retire and sell the business and sit at home. Um, no. I would have to be doing something. And I do enjoy running the business, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I mean, I'm 35. I don't know what that looks like in 10 years, but something we were talking about earlier, you know, my goal, and you, you said a number earlier, I won't put the number out in, for the public to know, but you said a number and my number is around the same. And so I, once I get there, I, my plan is to get there right around 45 and that gives me 10 more years. Yeah. And, you know, at that point, it, it's, it's uh, my financial advisor. Uh, he had some choice words for this, but he said, then you don't, have to go to work, you go to work because you want to. That's right. And so it just changes the mentality of things. And I'd like to do like one of those ESOPs or whatever. I don't even know exactly other than you sell your business to your employees because I wouldn't, yeah. uh, my employees would first of all make out very nice, but I would give it to them because I wouldn't necessarily, it's just that, it's just that I've realized I actually have a passion for building things, right? So I thought my passion was insurance, but when I really looked a little deeper, I realized my passion is for insurance because I can build my own business. I have flexibility of hours. It allows me to be an entrepreneur. Uh, I can be somebody in the community. I can make a difference in people's lives. All that stuff that we know. That's cool. 
But I started realizing that really my passion, my spots that I would look at and say, wow, like when I'm doing this, I'm really excited about this or this over here, I'm not so much. And I started digging deeper into who I am. I got to the bottom basis. The foundation was I like building things. Like, like I could go out and build, if I decided I wanted to build a garden, right? I'm not even a gardener, but if I decided I would get obsessed with it because I have a passion for building one of the best garden boxes, whatever they want to call it out there to build, to put my garden in. I enjoy building things, you know? And Mm. so when it comes to that, I then want to say, okay, what's my passion about life or what is my passion goal? And then what can I do to help build that? And that's kind of where my, my site has been over the last couple of years is to say, okay, if you like building things, is it insurance, right? Do you like building, uh, helping other people build their agencies? Yeah, I do. And I get off on that because I love all the people they're going to be able to help. That's one thing, Miles, and loyal listeners out there, we, sometimes, we are sometimes very shallow-sided on. And that is we think about we build our agencies for our business, right? I, I've always been, here, let me say it this way, Miles. I've always been jealous of the guy who built the skyscraper in New York or in the big city. Because even after he dies, that thing is going to be there for a long time. That is a way to be a nobody, but that, yet leave your mark literally on this earth. And I kind of say that about our agencies too. I think sometimes we don't realize that, Mar- Miles, one day you're going to sell your agency. And when you sell your agencies to, let's say it's to your kids, let's say it's to somebody else. The fact is, is what you're doing right now is actually going to be benefiting people in 20, 30, 40, 50, and 100 years. Yeah. And that is really, really cool when you think about that. That is really, really cool. I think that's one of the great things about an independent insurance agency versus a captive carrier, or if you're a, you know, you become an Edward Jones agent, or you become a State Farm agent, or a you know, some other captive sort of business where you don't own the renewal rights to your clients is when that, you know, when you're gone, that business is gone and it's given to someone else. And it, I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it benefits people like you, like the way that you just mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And so that's, that is my reasoning for it. So when I say that number, that is my reasoning for it. That's, that's what I believe. And, and seriously, when you take, when you take an average return of eight to 12% on your investments, um, you, you could roughly see if we had that amount of money number that we talked about, you're going to be able to live off anywhere between 70 to a hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm just going to tell you right now, I can live off seventy to one hundred thousand dollars a year when I have my house paid for and I have everything paid for, which is what I'm going to do when I get that money. Right? I'm a, I'm a very frugal guy. I like to travel and stuff. I'm not a big, you know. I drive an 08 MKZ and an, and my wife drives an 08 Nissan Quest. I mean, we're not we're not big into all that fancy stuff like that. But I do like to see the world and I do like to build things. So that was one thing. And one other thing I wanted to name, Miles, and I'm just going to be mean here for a minute to, to a lot of our industry, but it's the truth. One of the reasons why a lot of us, uh, a lot of the agents that are 50s, I'm probably not 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s that are still in the industry is the reason why is because they're terrible people with finances and business. And they will make you believe that they love the industry and, oh, I'm going to work for the rest of my life, Miles, because I just love this industry. <laughs> no, you're probably really bad with your finances and you have to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or a lot of them, they didn't really retire. They didn't really save much. I'm kind of guilty of this. I don't put as much in my retirement as I as I probably should, 
only in the fact that like I see my agency growing in size and it's very shallow sided of me, but I see to myself, it's like in 10, 15 years, I'm going to have that money. Am I putting my money in my retirement? Yes. Am I maxing it out every year? No. And that's an issue that I need to deal with. But I can see how those, in, those agents start to think that way. But yet when they can't find somebody, this right now, I'm trying to buy this book of business from this guy. He wants $115,000 for this, and this sucker is not worth any more than $55,000, $60,000. I mean at max. If you're doing times, whatever, EBITDA, probably not even worth that. But it, it's a max. It's worth that. And this guy, he really believes in He told me the other day, he said, Jason, I got to get this. He's like, I got to get this. I'm 78 years old, and I got to get this to be able to do what I need to do for the rest of my life. And I'm thinking to myself, mm. damn, dude, no one's going to give you 115, bro. You've had it for sale for six months. Take what I'm giving you and be happy. Like the realtors always say, you know, don't, don't put your emotions into, the, into a transaction of purchasing a book of business or a house or anything like that. And it's very tough. You've got to step back. Look at the make sure it makes financial sense. It, it does. It does. There's no way this guy's going to be somebody else. So, Miles, you're doing some cool things out there. You're trying to build. I mean, how, how have you been? Have you created more locations? What are you doing to strategize in your growth? So we, you know, like you talked about, you're trying to help people, you know, build agencies, you know, learn this business. And so, one thing that I found was we have we have producers that love to work in the business, and you know they. I have to have those guys and they're awesome. You know, they, they don't want to deal with hiring and firing and when the phones go out and all those things. And, uh-huh. you know, and, and I have those guys on my team and, and you know, my business wouldn't be where it is without them. But then you also run across the sales guys that are more like you and I, you know, they want to own their own insurance agency and deal with those problems and benefits and take the risk. And so, one way to look at that is if you get one of those producers in your office is, you know, they become your competition one day or they come through your office, open their own business. And it's in spite of you, not because of you. Right. And so what we've done is what I've done is, is try to create a clear path for someone who wants to come into our agency and, and aspires to, you know, run their own business, create a clear path for them in order to get there. From the very front, you know, when we we let it be known to any staff member that's with us or some recruit that, you know, we have a clear path for them to get into their own agency. And, and it's nice that, you know, we were able to recruit more talent because of it, to be honest with you, because you give them that option, whether they want to do it or not, or they decide they want to do it or they don't decide just in the recruiting efforts, you let people know that you have that path. There is no other agency in town that claims that. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. So you're taking these people like uh, they're captives or other agents for another independent, and you're saying, hey, with us, you, we're actually 
you're going to be able to have your own thing, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wow. That's, that's great. And so I know I talked to you about this probably a year ago, maybe less than a year ago. Heck, time goes by too. Well, actually, I can't, it doesn't matter. How, how successful are you being with it? Have you, have you found anybody yet? How, where, how are you doing? Yeah. So we have one guy that started with us a little over a year ago and you know, we have a process for each one of them. They have to go through the agency in each step, you know, customer service, account, you know, account exec work. Wow. Um, and then great. as a producer in the office so that they can prove that they can produce and then start to generate their own leads. And so he's went through that process and so as of uh, September, he is now building up his own book of business within our name right now. So then gotcha. once he hits a certain amount of revenue for that book, then we launch him out and help him get all his own codes and the carrier reps are involved in it. They can see the book of business. They can see how much production there is, if it's profitable, if it's not the writing right business or not the right business. And so the carriers are involved during the whole process. Wow. That's fantastic. And hey, Miles, also, I don't know if you've, just so everybody knows, Miles Merwin is a mastermind member, but in there, we've been talking a lot lately about uh, total CSR. And I tell you what, that's something that's awesome for commercial people. I took my VA for agency VA from Wesley and I took her and I put her through it. And I, it's like night and day from when she started two weeks before. And then when she ended that thing, like night and day, this is a woman who doesn't know anything about the insurance industry. And she actually can know things and carry on conversations. And if I talk to her about I'm making this up right now. But if I talk to her about general aggregate on a, on a CGL, she'll be like, now, is that where blah, blah, blah? And I'll be like, yeah, kind of. That was it, you know? But it's amazing that she knows that after two or three weeks. Now, she's been with me for a couple months now. But but yes, yeah, so, okay, dude, that's, that's awesome. I love the fact that you're, that when it comes down to it, Miles, how I know you're going to be successful is you are, you're really just trying to put people in a better spot. And yeah, it's yeah, it's building your agency. Yeah, and, you know, and if you help them, they'll help. You. Yeah, I mean, you're building your agency, but that's what your main goal is: is where can I find people who have an ambition like I do, want to better their lives, want to have a great income, want to have control of their schedule, and if they're willing to put in the work, we're willing to give them the opportunity. Because for all you loyal listeners who are listening or not agency owners, if you've been selling for less than a year, two years, three years. The agency you're selling for is not making money off of you. I promise you. I was that producer at one time who thought that. Miles, do you make any money off your people in the first year to three years? It's about 18 months. About 18 months. Now, Miles, I'm trying to help all the producers, our agency owners out there who got a producer who thinks... I see, what I always used to see is my producers would tell me that they care about me and everything, but they didn't give me all the training they needed. They'd walk out the back door, they'd get in their new BMWs and drive away. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, wait a minute. I'm the one who's got to produce all this. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, and sometimes, but as an agent, I thought that if I left them and started my own agency, that I'd immediately have an income increase. And I have been very vocal to tell people I never made as much money yet as an owner as I did in 08 and 09 as a producer. <laughs> Not, yet to this day, I've been pretty damn close. And I have to say, I put a lot of my money back into the business. So if I truly took it all out. I said, I think you probably just put a lot of your money back into the business. I, I do. I do. I do. But I still have yet because see, that's the point though, right? I have to worry about the business. Yeah. When I was a producer, I... 
and shut it off at night. And, you know, me and the wife would go out to eat and make a blow our money because I knew I could make a lot more tomorrow. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. But anyways, I know that you have just about a minute left. You got to go get that Boston butt. So, I mean, tell me, wrap it up here. Just, I appreciate you taking this little short little conversation. I wanted to bring people in on this. What, what's the most exciting thing for you in 2019, Miles? You know, I, I'm, like, like you said earlier, I'm, I'm about to start a bunch of planning for the next year. And I've already met with a lot of our agents. And I've noticed just in, in our area, we used to do a ton of new business for new homeowners insurance from people who are buying houses. And as interest rates are rising, it's pushing people out of the homes that they want to buy. So they're just kind of staying put because they can't buy more house with the interest rates rising. And so, you know, we're we're not writing as much new business from new leads coming in from those those mortgage broker leads. But we've really been tracking our account per relationship. And it's at 1.88. And, you know, wow. it's been slowly, okay. slowly rising every month. We track it every month. We get a new report every month and Marblebox helps us with this. And so we get this report every, every month tells us we've gone from this number to this number and it's rising. And it started rising when I stopped paying producers commission if they didn't write multi-line business. Uh, that's when it really started moving. And so, um, <laughs> and so the goal is, you know, in, in my discussion with the agents this year is, hey, we, you know, as one agent on your book of business, you can only service so many clients. How many clients do you actually want? And the more clients you have, it's not the better. You know, we need a goal of getting to three, four accounts per relationship. And so we're kind of changing our language to asking a question of sitting with our clients, meeting with them, talking with them and saying, Hey, what does your what do the risks you face look like over the next five to 10 years? How do we prepare for that? And asking that question versus asking the question, how can I save you money? Let's talk about your renewal. Let's talk about, you know, why are we talking about their specific insurance policies today? You know, we, we're advisors insurance agency. Let's work like a financial advisor. They're asking questions. How do we prepare for retirement? Okay, well, why aren't we as insurance advisors asking the same questions? How do we prepare you to reach retirement without experiencing a lawsuit? We're we're the ones to help you with that and separate ourselves from the price war, the quote war, the reshop war. I know that's going to come up. It's top three, top four of things that need to get done. But positioning ourselves differently in the way that the client sees us than just seeing us as shoppers for them. Um, so we're really going for a, an approach over the next couple of years of diving in to go from eight or 9,000 policies with five or 6,000 clients to five or 6,000 clients with 13 to 14,000 policies. Um, I love it. And, you know, something you said not too long ago was I'm okay with retention at 88%. I am okay. I'm okay with our bad business the business we don't want having retention of 60%. That's right. I'm okay with our clients we want having retention at 98%. And so, you know, my challenge to my agents this year is how do we get to 98, 99% retention with the clients you want? That's right. How do we get to this 50, 60% retention with the clients you don't want? And how are you reaching out to them? What do those conversations look like? How do we take your book of business to the next level 
so that we're not worried about the next hard market, soft market. You have 1,500 clients in your book, and you know that no matter what happens on their renewal, you're their guy. And you know, one of the things that one of my agents came up to me and said, man, when I talk to them three times or four times this year, I was like, you did. Yeah, I can see that in the phone logs and the email logs. But who made the contact? You or them? And they said, well, they called me. So, well, then it doesn't count. Right. They don't count that as talk to their agent. They only count that when you call them. That's right. So if your wife walks up to you and says, hey, honey, I want you to buy me those flowers and you go buy her those flowers. She goes, okay, thanks. Or just out of nowhere, whenever she doesn't ask and not expecting you, you go buy her the flowers and then you give her the flowers. It means more when she didn't have to initiate that. You know what I mean? That's right. I agree. agree emphatically. Miles, that's good stuff, though. Uh, gosh, I, I'm sorry. You've got to go get that Boston button. I promise the loyal listeners, Miles and I will pick this up again. But Miles, we need to talk about that because what you just said was so important there with the retention. Um, I think the retention is way, I'm just going to say it because it's the way it is. I, be, I think people who believe in high retention are the only stressing on that because they're lazy and they don't want to go get new business. So they got to carry keep everything they have. If you had a 60% retention rate with the clients you don't want and 98% with those that you do, my my goodness, your life would be so much easier. But in the meantime, you've got a smoke butt that your that your family is relying you on. So I'm going <laughs> to let you go. And Miles, I appreciate your talk, man. And we'll talk again soon. Okay, buddy. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. See ya. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really, we're we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner, and I, you know how it is to to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.